Have you guys been shopping our Swipe Fat wishlist on Dia & Co? I'm wearing one of their Loveful shirts right now. I'm obsessed. Dia & Co has sizes 14 through 32. And right now, they're giving you guys 30% off your first order when you use our code SWIPEFAT at checkout. For more information, visit dia.com slash SWIPEFAT or the link in our bio. Ready, steady, steady, set, go. Hi, I'm Alex. What the fuck was that up, Nikki? Ready, steady, set. You were like, ready, steady, set, go. <laughs> Typing myself up. I'm tired, oh, man. Tired, yeah. man. <laughs> it can, it's been a, like, I want to say it's been a week, but like, it's been a month or I don't know. Like, do you feel weird right now? Weird. Give me more. Like, I'm anxious slash depressed slash mm. overwhelmed with life and like, I don't know. I feel like that's a vibe for a lot of people and um, I've seen on the internet and stuff, yeah. but it's not my current vibe. Okay, um, well, that's good for you. Yeah, I feel lucky. I feel very lucky. Yeah. Today was a better day, but like the last couple of days have been rough. So, R- rough. you know, but this is, you know, a light. I was just looking forward to, you know, seeing your beautiful face on my computer screen. Oh, merci. gracias, merci. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Now I feel anxious and depressed. Did we say this was swipe fat? No. Hi, I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Nikki. And this is swipe fat. Yeah, redo. I can't. <laughs> I was gonna try to do the rocking scratch. Oh, I was trying to do rewind, like yeah. from a movie, like an '80s movie. Rewind. <laughs> You're welcome, people. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, I was talking to Nikki and I was like, should we talk about last week's um, dating in the modern age episode? And she was like, I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> That's where I'm at in life. I know you're too busy, but you know what? Maybe you don't care because it wasn't about you, Nikki. No, it wasn't about me, but I did interview people. You did. You were, for you. yes, you were in the majority of the show. Yeah. I interviewed your potential suitors. I know I okay honestly because again we did not know I I didn't interview any of them I didn't meet any before our date um but I thought all of them were they all seemed like good choices I mean Mo was adorable he's adorable but he's 24 a child yeah he was 24 yeah but you know you still might be able to go on a date with them so let's not talk too much stuff um because you guys get to vote your, yes, fan, for your favorite. fan favorite and, and we go out on another date with guys that we haven't like we didn't pick for each other mm-hmm. um so there was mo and then what's his name javon the ups guy and he was yeah. sitting and he he was in his car because he was working i know i love that yeah yeah so <laughs> adorable um, it was adorable he had a nice smile he, he he did yes he was grinning the whole time yeah, so I thought he would be a good choice, but I'm glad you went with Darius. Yes, me too. And um, you'll you'll get to see our dates with Darius and Adam. Oh, guess you already watched. You already watched. Yeah, it. you already watched it. Or we not. hope anyway, or yeah. you're about to on uh, on YouTube or Bespoke. Uh, they play it all the time. Do they? Yeah, you just it reruns like um at 11:30 on Thursday, and then in the morning on Friday. Oh, and then in the afternoon on Friday. Is it your little lunch 
Yeah, it's just like I like watching myself over and over again, you know? That's very on brand for you. (laughs) (laughs) That actually very much is on brand for me. Do you ever like, I feel like I didn't realize that other influencers do this, but I like rewatch my stories like all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I I, um, I do that. Then I see my typos and then I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about the typos and I just leave them because I'm not like a real I hate, I hate when people correct them. I'm I know. Like, oh, we all know what you meant. Yeah. Have you ever dated somebody that doesn't have Instagram? Like mm. not, not at all? I mean, yes, when Instagram wasn't a thing. <laughs> okay, but now it's a thing and somebody who doesn't have it. Not at all. Um, yeah, there are actually I mean, any social media. Yes, technically. But I think sometimes I think those people just don't get it. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit hard to do this. And then unless they maybe had it before and then got rid of it, you know, like they kind of understand yeah. it. So the guy I went out with a date or the guy this weekend. Went out with, with a date, the guy I went out on a date with this, <laughs> week, this weekend doesn't have it. And like, he asked me so many questions about Instagram. No, no, no. Like just text about my day. I'm like, well, if you were on Instagram, you'd know about my day. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Like, but you, you know, know, like I think boys are so bad at it anyway okay. that yeah. like most don't even watch stories and stuff. Like they don't know. True. True. I saw somebody post and they were like, yeah, when my husband text me about something I post in stories like that makes me feel like he cares that's the, that's one of her love languages now yeah like, that's so true that's funny yeah <laughs> responding to my stories is like Resp- yeah a love language well but, how, was the, um, wait, how was the date are we allowed, are you gonna tell us about it or no I don't I don't I don't think we tell all the things it was I will be going on another date okay another date another date will happen um, but on the date, we somehow got on the topic of when I had my first kiss and I lost my virginity. I don't mm-hmm. even know like how that happened. And when I said my first kiss was 18, right? Um, he reacted like everybody does and was shocked, you know, and that when I, lo- I lost my virginity at 24 and he was just like, I don't get that. I don't understand. Like, I was like, well, it wasn't really an option. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking that is how everybody reacts to me when they find out that I was a sexual late bloomer. I mean, I think I even reacted that way now. Oh, for sure. You like, when we talked, like we talked about like my first kiss or first time going out down on a guy or like whatever, or yeah, like, yeah. even when guys liked me, you're like, wait, this was middle school. Right. I'm like, no, it was college. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. You just like had different experiences growing up. But what I've realized, and like I've seen people talk about it on stories, like you know how people do their hidden, like tell me, like I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're like, tell me a, the secret. Oh, tell me like, a secret. Yeah. Tell like me a-, a secret or like confession or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, and it makes me feel it made me feel a lot less alone seeing this. Like there's 30 old women who are still virgins. And so last night I did a TikTok and I, one of the dramatic ones. And I basically said that, you know, people are so shocked when they find out that big girls are sexual late bloomers, but it wasn't trendy to like big girls during their formative ages. You Mm -hmm. know, we were mood at and like, why are they surprised that we like didn't, open ourselves up to that you know yeah, until later know. in life like we were either 
over-sexualized because we developed faster or ostracized. And I think people, some women to combat being ostracized, they started over-sexualizing themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like you weren't a late bloomer in like the kissing sense, but like you waited until you were 21 to lose your virginity. Yeah, I was like 20. Oh, 20. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think... I waited for a lot of those things. Um, I think mine maybe might have been less about my body and more about um, I was Catholic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I definitely, you know, didn't think that like, not that I was waiting to have sex before marriage, not have sex until I was married, but that I wanted to be with someone that I like really cared about. And then I went to an all girls high school. So meeting people wasn't very yeah, easy. Um, so I think there were some factors there. Do I think that things would have been different if I'd went to a, um, a public school? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Well, I went to a public school where there are red like boys <laughs> readily available and nothing happened for me. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think this is, this is hard because I was straight size. So, yeah. um, I, I, but I do think what the thing you brought up about over-sexualization is, is true. Like I, I was a early bloomer body wise Mm -hmm. and I got my period when I was like 10 so um my body changed really quickly after that and that's when I had like a chubby phase because like my body was like trying to figure you know it's like Mm -hmm. going through puberty but instead of doing it when I was like taller and bigger I was like a tiny little 10 year old 10 year old yeah so um like I was getting boobs and stuff and I think people were like why do you have all these lumps in weird places um (laughs) So when I was in eighth grade, I kind of like came into my body. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, I was definitely like more of an, I would say like a nerd, but I definitely wasn't like popular. Once yeah. I started getting like conventionally pretty, things changed for me. And I feel like the girls that I hung out with were like mad because I was getting attention from boys mm-hmm. and like girls were being nicer to me. And it was like this whole, like I was in a 90s movie where it's or 80s movie where it's like you take off your glasses and all of a sudden you're pretty you know like that kind of thing Uh um I literally we went to um Europe that summer and I feel like I came back and I had like new clothes thought I looked looked really cool I got my hair cut my braces off and it was like poof she's a new woman um and then all of a sudden eighth grade like guys wanted to like date me but like okay the point of this was that you were over sexualized over sexualized right because like I think girls were the girls who I was friends with were like so mad about it. They would like say really horrible things. Like I, w- they were like bullying me, um, calling me a slut and a whore and all this stuff because like boys were giving me attention. Um, so yeah, I mean, eighth grade was like not wasn't a great time. Like they would call me in the middle of the night and leave messages on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, answering machine being like your daughter's a whore stuff like oh, that and it was like <laughs> I don't know how that's possible I haven't even <laughs> kissed a boy yeah um it was just like I don't know it's such a weird so time I I know and they were like my friends like really close friends too no they, they weren't were. they weren't your friends <laughs> well obviously I just mean that like <laughs> the going went south you know like yeah. there was you were- no loyalty 
you were so surprised when I told you that I wasn't a girl's girl, like until I like grew up. Yeah. Like, or, I mean, until I moved to Chicago, even like I had a couple of girlfriends, but I like was a guy's girl. But like, I'd be, it's because I just wasn't around like girls who were nice and could, you could trust like and have like loyal friendships with. So I'm watching uh, my mad fat diary right yeah, now I know I haven't started it yet yeah and so I just watched a scene basically describing those girls like and how they were girls like when you were younger were so fucking catty and they acted like they were your friend to your face and as soon as you walked away they like talk shit about you yeah, and like girls. yeah so I was like that's so fucking relatable yeah I mean they would tell me no it was so bad George only wants to date you because you have big boobs and I'd Mm -hmm. be like that's probably accurate yeah (laughs) like we're in eighth grade like yeah (laughs) so you're getting those things and you're like it doesn't even make sense were you bullied by guys at all uh yeah I mean definitely when I was like in that those awkward years I would say like yeah like bullied me more but nothing that I would like I look back at the most I just I remember like getting the phone call thing in the middle of the night was traumatizing yeah I feel like I had like PTSD anytime Mm -hmm. a phone would ring in the middle of the night my heart would start beating fast because I it would make me so anxious yeah it was just so that was bad yeah that was so bad yeah it wasn't great I don't know how you trust women now. I wouldn't probably. I mean, I had a lot of other friends at the time. So it was that were good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're genuine good yeah. people. I think obviously it was the jealous. The they were jealous. jealous. I yeah. know. I hate saying that though, but because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not always the case, but I think in that situation, yes, I had a seemingly perfect existence and like at my, that time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean like, cause my parents, yeah were like together and we had like a good family unit and like everything was like you know happy and I just think like those girls didn't have that so I think that was a part of it anyway I got over sexualized you got over sexualized (laughs) um and you got well it was like we were the two oh two opposites yeah yeah, yeah. like I you know I was mood at like I was oinked called fat like done all that like anything you could say about a fat girl like was said about me and guys would like jokingly ask me out to see what I would say wait really yeah they like guys would play tricks at me like and like make fun of me how old were you when that would happen elementary school and middle school ew a lot of women commented on our tiktok saying they still have like such a hard time trusting that a guy might like them because of that because they're so traumatized from it wow so what I found found from that TikTok is my experience was so fucking relatable, which I thought yeah. it would be, but not to the nth degree Extent that, that it, it was. was. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's so fucking sad that that's what we dealt with mm-hmm. and that we weren't treated like humans. And of course we're fucked up by it. And of course, like it took a long time for us to trust men or like we thought then you like find guys who like you and then that they, they, or they claim they like you. And then they only want to have you behind closed doors closed doors you know they don't actually want to date you in public so I think like that it really like messes with your psyche it's funny that you mentioned that like guys would ask you out on a joke I feel like you remember how we talked about like being the friend at the bar Uh um and like the friend always wants is the one who gets asked out and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that's like how I was in like middle school 
like guys would be like, hey, can you give this note to your friend? <laughs> oh, they would they would ask, give your friends the note to give to you? No, other way around. Like oh. I was the intermediary. Like, oh. like the boy would be like into my friend. It was like never yeah. me. It was always like yeah, the friend. I've always been the sidekick, never the leading yeah. lady type thing. You're a leading lady now. Totally. But you know, like even like in – I remember like in college and high school, people would always be like, oh, you're like that girl. You're like the quirky one. And so I think there's like, then becomes like a narrative in Mm -hmm. your own head where you're like, well, yeah, I'm the quirky one. I'm like the one who doesn't date anyone. And then your friends are like, why aren't you dating anybody? Like, it's so easy easy to find somebody to date you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Kelly. It's not that easy. If it was easy, like I'd be dating somebody. And I didn't. Like, I didn't have my first relationship until I was 24. Um, So like the bullying or like them acting like they're going to ask you out or whatever. This is the most traumatic one to me. And it was when I was in elementary school. But this guy I really liked like came up to me and he was like Nikki like you know like came talking all sweet to me and saying he liked me and he had something for me Mm -hmm. and then he opened his hands and it was a fucking like giant ass grasshopper that jumped all over me like and like like attacked me and like that has stuck with me since yeah that's like a movie in Florida they're like massive like the size of my hands they're like dinosaurs and so that's horrible so that's like I still think about that <laughs> like so you still think like anytime you like going on the date this weekend you're like oh he could open up his hands and it's a grasshopper basically uh, I mean I know it, that there's like more context with that one but I mean yeah. like anytime you go on like a first date with someone you're like a first date like is it is it yeah a, it's like you have a flashback like me yeah you have a flashback to that moment like is this a joke right and it's not every date but it like it definitely like makes me a little insecure so yeah stuff like that stays and I'm grown- with you I don't care like I like but then sometimes I I do care you know Mm -hmm. like it's things like that I just don't think like like I don't think unless you went through it or any sort of version of it like you don't understand that that's what fat girls are dealing with Mm -hmm. and I maybe it's not just fat girls it's like any girl who yeah I mean I think felt ugly or wasn't conventionally beautiful and was bullied secure yeah I think we all do like we all deal with it so Mm -hmm. well I think we're also taught like at such a young age to get male validation Mm -hmm. um for our self-worth that you know like when you don't then you feel unworthy and then it makes you feel worse and it's like it's just a trickle down effect it's not like it was taught to me right I just feel like it was something that like I learned from watching tv and stuff like that society society exactly (laughs) because I mean I know growing up that I was definitely like taught to be independent to be my own woman like not to care what men think I know that that was like drilled into my head um by both my Mm -hmm. my parents also like had somewhat of an unconventional you know like my mom wasn't like the one who liked to cook and clean and um garden and stuff like that was Mm -hmm. my dad and my mom was the one who like did taxes and paid the bills and so I think I just like thought that those the other way around it was like normal that like mm-hmm. people had a partnership rather than um like a woman is serving a man mm-hmm. but then you yeah. see on tv what is supposed to happen and you're kind of like oh shoot should I be the <laughs> that other way is that the way that you get 
men to like you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why um, I went on that tangent. Sorry. I don't know. I just thought I had to be skinny for men to like me. That's what I grew up thinking. Well, that too, for sure. <laughs> That's all I thought. Um, that I had to be skinny and pretty. Well, definitely you have to be skinny to get a man, but then like maybe you can gain weight. But then if you gain too much weight, then you're definitely going to lose them. So it's like this whole rigmarole. <laughs> like I you know I've never thought I was like like, what if I just lose enough weight to to, catch one to catch one exactly why is that like a thing I don't know I like I don't the other day I was thinking about it because I've I've been on like crash diets since I don't know since I can remember and what that was to like eating less than 500 calories a day was that for my mom's way of like getting me healthy because that's not healthy that's basically an eating disorder um and yeah just a different kind than you know um and then was I on that like just to be like conventionally pretty like I don't know I like thought about like I've I don't know I think I just really... like what we did though I mean yeah I there are sometimes my dad still says stuff where I'm like oh my god that is so problematic mm-hmm. but I know that like that's how we grew up and we talked about food and eating and there was just like a constant like battle of like making yourself better mm-hmm. or, did you ever it was do, never about healthy I feel like it was always about being skinnier did you ever do medi weight loss no okay so that's the one where you eat 500 calories a day and you're on diet pills and you get b12 shots but you can only have like five carbs a day and I just remember this I lost weight um but oh, I just yeah uh, duh I, I remember my senior year like you were starving yourself yeah um I remember my senior year just one day like crying and just being like I just want pizza like the rest of you guys you know and then wow I don't want to blame my crash dieting on my binge eating because that has other control issues with it but like no wonder I fucking binge ate any yeah. chance I could like get normal food and when I wasn't around my mom I don't know <laughs> I do think restrictive patterns like do make you like okay I wasn't allowed to drink soda growing up I'm obsessed now like Mm -hmm. and anytime I went over to my friend's house and they had soda I'd be like can I have like nine because I wasn't allowed to have it when I went home Mm -hmm. so it's like I don't know if restrictive did your helps did your restrictive dieting or anything like that affect any relationships you had no I don't think so I mean what do you mean like what kind of relationships well, I mean, like, so it re- like it affected some of my friendships, like, especially after when I was living with friends in college, like, where I'd like, they, we'd buy ice cream, and then the next day it was gone, and they were like, and like, I had so many food wrappers hidden under my bed, but like, mm. I, like, I'm technically recovered or whatever, like, I don't do what I used to do, um, but like, I still will, so instead of because of my surgery, I like, I had my gastric sleeve surgery. And I think that like, I went to therapy a lot for binge eating. And then to get the surgery, I had to go through therapy and like, they found me whatever, um, qualified, but, um, it's helped a lot because so yes, I still emotionally eat, but I don't Mm -hmm. technically binge anymore. Like I used to eat so much and then like revel in the pain, um, to control the situation. Now I will emotionally, eat, but like, instead of eating, I don't know, the whole entire fucking McDonald's menu board or like a giant large pizza and then like ice cream like I might have three cookies or four cookies which is emotionally eating but not binge eating but I still 
which this is the problem is I will hide it from whoever I'm with. Like I wouldn't. I definitely think that there's like um, an embarrassment factor yeah. for me. Um, like when I was dating someone, um, I like didn't want them to know that I like had Burger King, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, I would hide. I would like throw mm-hmm. it out separately. But I think that that's yeah. my own stuff. Not, I don't think that they would have cared. Um, but I didn't want to, fi- I don't know. I think it's that whole thing of like, you're going to find out I'm fat and then I eat Burger King, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I don't want you to know that I have like these semi-bad eating habits when you're not around me. Not to bring it back to my mad fat diary, but she like in that same episode, she admitted that she does, she hasn't eaten years in front of people. Mm. And she was like, if I eat junk food, I'm the fatty eating junk food. But if I'm eating healthy food, then they're like, who are you kidding yourself? Like, you're, that's not what you normally eat. And I think there's some sense of that. I don't know. So I eat in front of people and I'll eat in front of like whoever I'm in a relationship with. And like, honestly, after I have sex, like my favorite thing is for us to go into the kitchen and make a snack. Like Mm -hmm. that's the best thing. But I think I do sometimes get self-conscious in certain eating situations. And I just wish I didn't. Yeah, I feel the same way, especially around new people. I'm like embarrassed that, of course, the fat girl is going to get a burger, but it's like, that's what I want. Why is that Mm -hmm. embarrassing? And like, I'm a person, I'm allowed to have a burger if I want to have a burger. Mm -hmm. You don't know everything about me. You don't know what I ate earlier. So it's probably my own thing where I'm like, well, you ate a burger yesterday. So why are you eating another one? You know, and then a two day thing. And it's like a a shame spiral. Mine's on binge. I think it's just the emotional eating, but then it's like, for me, emotional eating is definitely fast food. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be like, not twice in one day, but maybe like three times in one week. That's Mm -hmm. not healthy. And I know that, but just like helps so much when I'm stressed. But sometimes like, I don't want to say emotional eating is healthy, but sometimes it is like, it's a version. Like if you can, like, if you do it in a, I don't want to say a safe way or do whatever, but I know like, I was going to say a, controlled, but it's like, yeah, you're not it's really not, but like, it's a form of self-care. And if yeah, eating that yeah. cheeseburger fucking makes you feel better and helps your mental health, eat the fucking cheeseburger. Right. I agree. You know, I don't know. I do think that like, I mean, I think at some point your body does like crave, like I'll, if I do have three cheeseburgers in one week or something, it's like my, I can feel my body being like, okay now it's yeah. time to work out or not, not work out, but like move yeah. your body or oh. have a salad. It's like you're, you can tell for me anyway, maybe because like I've learned how to listen to my body mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, like now we want vegetables. Right now I'm in a, my body wants fruits and vegetables phase. And yeah, you were saying that earlier this week. Yeah. I, we oh I said your burger sounded good but like I didn't want a fast food burger and so I made a burger and it was the most like glorious thing um I like and then (laughs) I've had so many sweet potatoes and brussels sprouts over the last few days like that sounds good actually uh, brussels sprouts sound great yeah I if you would have come to my house I would have maybe made you some crispy ones in my air fryer (laughs) I did not come over tonight no you didn't come over but like that also means that I'm recording this and you know my PJs and no bra and that's pretty great. Yeah, I'm not wearing a bra either. So this is the bra. No lab. bra club. No bra club. Wonderless bra. If you're uh if you're at home right now, 
or fuck if you're not at home take that bra bra, whip it off (laughs) whip it off whip it off off. (laughs) i've been saying yet so that's that's the new song oh great good (laughs) (laughs) you're making me want to watch my fat my mad fat diary you really it's so good and um it's on hulu it's on hulu and i posted it in our facebook group after the first episode and it was like like guys i'm just started i kind of i like it but like this first episode's a lot about eating disorders is this what it's all about like asking for a friend just because i got triggered a little bit from some of the binge eating like thoughts and stuff just because i have it i didn't think about it for a while and this started like you know brought up some old memories and everybody's like yeah I mean that is a theme it's not as big as a a theme as like they make it seem yes drunk food is and like eating bad food eating good food like that thought like but it's so fucking relatable to it is a fat girl a 16 year old living her life and going through the different things that we all went through Mm -hmm. no no matter if you went through them at 16 or you went through them like at 20 something or I mean so, so far where I'm at like I think I still have some of the thoughts that she has like yeah I just it's so hard to rewire your brain I mean I think it's like a journey I've been on for like the last three or four years and it's still like yeah I mean we talk about it all the time we're constantly rewiring mm-hmm. and like we love ourselves yeah we are comfortable in our bodies we're most, fucking most hot. days most most days we're comfortable in our body we're fucking hot like we deserve love but like the old thoughts sometimes creep in Mm -hmm. and like what we're we were told growing up like and what how we're supposed to be like it gets into you so you just have to like step back and remember or or if you you know what feel it for a day yeah exactly. feel what you need to feel and then remember you're a bad bitch yes sometimes you just need to like have the thoughts but don't go too deep with it yeah 100% like when I'm depressed I let myself be depressed for you know a few days and then try to get myself out of it like sometimes you just need to lean in back on the horse you can lean in but don't lean in too long yeah exactly don't let it ruin a whole week or like offer don't let it ruin an opportunity or a date with a guy because he you think that it's a joke or like you're you are a little like you have that thought of when you were 12 years old and the kid like asked you out on a uh, on a dare like this guy isn't asking you out on a dare I know so you just have to like remember like don't let it hold you back like I've never had the dare thing but I definitely think um I do the like there's no and we've talked about this like a, a mad number of times but like even in, in DMs and stuff, it's like, I feel like I'll get t- messages from people and I'm like, you don't really like me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like convincing myself that there's no real interest real. there. Yeah. Right. I know. I, I think still, I'll like, look at their pictures. And I'm like, mm, no, like you're too cute for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I still do that. I'm going to be 36 in a week. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that is really hard to convince yourself too because it's like you think you're only worthy of like one kind of body or person mm-hmm. or whatever well that's like when you swipe do you, like we've talked about it like mm. I don't only swipe on certain guys and it's like 
And like you don't even let it be I, an option. Yeah, ones that I think will like Won't find like, me uh, people, attractive. Right, yeah. exactly. I definitely do that. And like I stereotype them. I don't know. Like I would have like the guy I went out on a date with the other night. He goes to the gym probably five times a week. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those gym bros, but not like a gym bro. And I'm I wouldn't probably think that his like hobbies would align with mine. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like this one guy who like messaged me and I feel like he keeps trying to convince me that he like actually does like me. He is super outdoorsy, like loves snowboarding and skiing. And I mean, you're adventurous. Sure. But like, those are sports and hard (laughs) (laughs) and like hiking and camping and running. And it's like, I might not be able to go at your speed so I just think like I don't understand like you can be attracted to me but then what happens after like do you get what I'm trying to say I get what you're trying to say but I also would like rival So it's like you're taking yourself out of the running yeah you're taking yourself out but like do you have to go skiing with him like he can go no everyone you can be in the you can be in the snow lodge the ski lodge you, know what I do you can really tell well. you can tell I've never um, been like to the ski lodge because I called it a snow lodge but like I feel like you'd be really good there drinking a hot toddy and reading a book you know yeah. yeah I feel like you'd be really good at that and you know what if you want to go do the buddy slopes you can <laughs> I better sitting on my ass but like if you want to go do that you, you know yeah. why not you know what you guys can go tubing together or like sledding together sledding sledding yeah, yeah. I said tubing okay. but like you know <laughs> all right well I mean I'm I guess I'll like give it a go you, you know? should give it a go why not like okay what do you have to lose like right. shoot your shot right the worst thing that could happen is you go on a date with him mm-hmm or multiple dates with him, whatever. And he's like, and you figure out it's not a match. Or right. or the, actually the ultimate worst thing you can say is, you know what? I'm actually like, I thought I was attracted to you, but I'm not anymore. I know. And in which case you're like, okay, that's fine. Okay. Like he, he rejected you. He called you fat, which you are. <laughs> and you know- <laughs> and you move on right exactly like rejection is a part of life it doesn't feel good doesn't feel good do you do the thing though if like I don't know because I feel like the the dming thing is such a specific thing because um I'm on the internet and I make myself very available to anyone to talk to right Mm -hmm. um so this dm thing is like a common occurrence where I convince myself that they don't like me or I'm worried that they're like a chubby chaser so then I'll like go in <laughs> what are you you're making a face I'm just like I I like yes there are people who are chubby chasers or fetishes but I don't like let's like that that's your fear is that yes anybody- it's always been my fear we know this, this is like know. my number one thing I it's something I have to work through and get over we know this mm-hmm. um it's a fat phobia thing for sure yeah I know that but I'm not there yet. So, you know, we're no, all works in progress. But, you um, know, I can make faces. You make faces at me, so I can make faces at you, okay? No, I know you're allowed to. I just didn't know if it was because, like, I'm not allowed to say chubby chaser. 
I mean, whatever. It's fine. Um, then I'll like go and see who they follow because uh-huh. I, I want to be like, okay, are you following like every plus size girl in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Then I do like this deep dive thing where is I just this want- is this guy following every plus size girl in Chicago? No. Have you asked him if he's a child? You know what? You know what I think our new thing is? If we suspect or feel fearful that somebody is a chubby chaser just or ask. they are, we just ask. We just ask. Do you just like me because I'm fat? Are you only attracted to me because of my fatness? Right. Do you have a fat fetish? <laughs> that That's the first thing we ask now. Okay. If that's our fear of, then that's the first thing we need, that we need to ask. All right. That's even scarier, I think. Well, <laughs> how are we going to get over it? I don't know, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Face it head on, I guess. Yeah, if we're so afraid of people fetishizing our bodies and they don't give us a point blank reason in their bio they're like or they're like their profile they're <laughs> like w's only yeah yeah they don't like you know necessarily say that or like that they lo- they open i love big women <laughs> like if they don't do something like that like if they're not giving us a reason maybe we just ask yeah for our own yeah. peace of mind and you know what it might be great when they say no I just actually find you attractive and I think you're really cool. And then you're like, oh, and then the fatness is taken out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get there. I asked for receipts this weekend, so it's okay. You asked for receipts of what? He said he's like always dated fat women. Oh, okay. 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 And I I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. You're, you're always like, I need to see the receipts. So I thought, you know. (laughs) I mean, I, totally, but I didn't know in what context oh, I was sorry. seeing receipts yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought you meant actual receipts for a second. And I was like, wait, did he not pay or something? I'm confused. Oh, no, he paid. He wouldn't let me pay for anything. I um, like that. Um, he also got me flowers. I He's just, he's putting in the work and I'm loving it. Yeah. Um. So, yes, but he has, he has receipts. He does that's great has always dated plus size girls but not in a weird way like I don't like not in a fetish way well I think you guys had a conversation no like about yeah how did you guys broach that subject maybe you can help me or other women well I really had a like I had a a, like easy way and well because he was like what's the podcast about like what you talk about and um I, and then that same day I got a text from a guy I went out with who told me he is a feeder right or like is in, like an FA or whatever so we because he listened to the first episode and then he thought it wasn't fair to keep listening because it was an uneven playing field and see so he was like so it's all about dating I was like yeah and then like we talked about the different things like that different subjects we've had Okay, like so talked about and this covered. is your 
your situation is not relatable in this sense of the word. Not everyone has a plus size dating podcast. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I I guess the question is going to have to just be, have you always dated plus size girls? Do you think that's a good way to say it actually? Maybe if you want to, I think you should experiment and um, you should do it and then report back. Okay. You, you try it out for all of us. All right. I'll, I'll try. For, for all of us who don't have dating, plus size dating podcasts that they can fall back on. Okay. Uh, I will do the dirty work because I do have a plus size dating podcast. Yeah. It's content. <laughs> but I won't use the, the easy the way podcast. out here. Yeah, yeah. I won't. <laughs> I will do the dirty work for everyone. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this is a tool we can give to people. Okay. I mean, there's no, okay. All right. All right. You're not going to find it. All right. We're going to do it. I gave you this assignment. Thank you. So next week you're reporting back. Yes. Thank you. Therapist Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be such a bad therapist. (laughs) You, every time someone come would come in, you'd be like, fuck them. Fuck you. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. Queen. (laughs) You want to get drunk? Here's a bottle. Stop doing wifey shit for guys that deserve ravioli in a can. <laughs> oh my God. When one of my friends from college sent us that and she's like, that's you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it is you. That's always been me. I've always uh, been pumping people up when I couldn't pump up myself. And you know what? I finally looked in the mirror and started pumping myself up. That is the best you should put that on a t-shirt well one day when we have a merch line that's fine merch one day when we have merch i there's two things that i want one is something that says society but it has to like in a whisper (laughs) (laughs) and then um in the wild yeah yeah we need something that says in the wild yeah Maybe one day I'll meet somebody in the wild. I don't know. That's a goal. That's a goal of mine to meet somebody in the wild. Okay. What should that my is, goal be? I don't. I feel like mine should be to date someone from a dating app because, like, it doesn't work for me. Yes, sure. I think your new goal should be to DM this guy and, like, let's get you on. Oh, well, we've been dating, but like, let's get you on another date yeah I um, like I feel like I want to say we haven't been dating but we dated we've been da- like we dated for like a solid month and a half yeah it feels like it wasn't real you know um, but it was it I know was. I know I know but it yeah so but it feels fake because <laughs> it happened so fast and it was like such a whirlwind I don't think there was again any time to like I wonder if this is how the people from the bachelor feel maybe it was like a not a fairy tale because definitely not a fairy tale but um, we go on we go on one date with guys right it's not like we don't fall in love like it's really what it's like dating uh in the modern age in the wild but we didn't meet them in the wild because yeah the dates were in the wild the dates the dates were in our homes yeah yeah Uh, on zoom they were in the zoom 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 zoom. make my heart go boom boom super (laughs) nova Nova. girl what a great movie 
Well, all of them are great. There's three. Disney movie? Oh, the Xena movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's three of them. You're welcome. I didn't know that, but yeah. I feel like two and three were not great. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, the first one, like, was, you know, great. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, for nostalgia purposes, the other two are just as good. Because mm. I needed them. You needed them? Uh, yeah, actually, what I need is, and I'm going to start doing, is rewatching all the Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Oh, that's and, kind of fun. And I want to take like their styles, which I was obsessed with as a kid, mm-hmm. but I couldn't wear because they didn't, like, the only thing I could do was their sunglasses. And I'm going to like recreate that looks. I did the flippy like, hair. Did you? I, oh, yeah. I couldn't because my hair, like, my hair now isn't curly, like, it's wavy or whatever but my hair was so curly back like when growing up because like I couldn't do anything it wasn't just Mary Kate and Ashley like Drew Barrymore had that haircut like I wanted it was everyone it wasn't just like these two twins but I was in the Mary Kate and Ashley fan club were you I was I paid money for that to get a headshot of them (laughs) wow yeah it was great it was great fun um we used like, to call the show, we called it Michelle because we didn't, Michelle. yeah, we loved her so much. We'd be like, is Michelle on tonight? Yeah. My parents were like, full house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the wedding London looks, mm. I feel oh, like when I went to Australia, that was like my favorite one. Oh yeah. That was, those were good. Those dresses and the boots. The dresses, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like a skirt with like a spaghetti strap tank top. Mm-hmm. look that I definitely had mm-hmm. but I would wear a cardigan over it because I hated my arms yes and now we're in a free the arm movement free the arm movement for sure like I had I, I definitely was like in my 20s still doing the cardigan thing is okay this is so dumb <clears throat> on a first date do you let your arms fly <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I have. You have? <laughs> yeah, I don't care anymore. I, I don't, I don't care. But if sometimes I like don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, it, I have like outfits that I like to wear. <clears throat> that make you um, feel confident. Yeah, exactly. The most confident, like your power outfit. Yeah, and some of them are sleeves. Yeah. But I don't, I don't care anymore. If. I don't like the arms aren't a thing for me. I think my belly is now what I'm most mm. not embarrassed of, but like most self-conscious about. Yeah. Most cognizant. Yeah. So yeah. I like, I definitely, if I'm going on a first date, I don't want to wear pants because I feel like I will feel uncomfortable. Yes. But you don't like pants anyways. I don't love, but I think the reason I don't love pants is because again, of society reasons, like mm-hmm. I, like you wanted to cover up the bad parts of you like mm-hmm. mine was my stomach how do you do that if you're wearing pants that are you know low rise or high rise like there's no way to hide your stomach if you're wearing yeah. form-fitting pants so mm-hmm. dresses though they can hide it because you can be wearing stuff that is um you know what oh my god why can't I think of what goes out it's not a-line 
kind of like baby dollish things where it's like yeah and empire, empire waist thank you i just got there i got there mm-hmm. um <laughs> my empire waist where i can you can completely like you don't even know what's going on down there i think we all do but in my <laughs> mind i was like oh no one knows ah so i think it was just like a an epiphany moment i had um yeah. recently where i was like I thought I was like quirky because I only liked dresses. No, you were doing that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Not a good one either. <laughs> no, society told you you had to wear them. Right. Society. Right. I think like, again, seeing bloggers who just like didn't care. And I was like, wait, you have a bigger stomach than me and you don't care. How mm-hmm. is that? How are you doing that? Yeah. And realizing that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I just like started embracing like wearing high rise jeans or something mm -hmm. and like tucking my shirt in. I don't start tucking my shirt in until like a year, two years ago, maybe. Yeah. I like tuck my gym wear in to my leggings and stuff. I'm like, I don't really don't care. Yeah. Anymore. I'm like leggings. You can see literally everything. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. I'm excited um, to report back to everyone about my your um, challenge, my your challenge. your mission for the week. Okay, I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah, so that's your mission, and then everybody else's mission is to watch our new ep of Dating in the Modern Age, where Alex and I both go on dates. Hell's yeah! With guys like well, we're you know we're, Adam and Darius. Yeah, Adam <laughs> and Darius. We're doing it. We did it. <laughs> we did. Well, I mean, we did it. We did it. We went on dates with him. We did. <clears throat> yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys next Friday. Yeah. And so as always, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Swipe Fat. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.